2: Or wherever you get your podcasts
3: you're listening to the iheart radio and coast-to-coast Coast am paranormal podcast network where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the
1: unexplained get ready now for shades of the afterlife with sandra champlain the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only
3: For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Day 62, August 21st, 2011. The usual ache in my stomach comes and goes again. The sadness is brief but is a regular morning visitor. So many things I wanted to do with my sons. I know they are still with me, and they see me, and they share in my joys, but it still hurts. Today's Journey to the Upper Realm I went into the meadow, to the well, and dropped some sand into the well. I turned and walked with Black Panther up the path to the cliff, then onto the cloud to the upper realm and into the garden clearing. The boys were standing off to the right. I started crying with emotion. The boys came to me and put their arms around me. Kyle on the left, Sean on the right. We walked, arms around each other, to the table. Kyle scooted in first, then me, then Sean. They started eating lychee nuts, peeling them, holding them up, and then popping them into their mouths. I told them, I miss you so much. I wish you were with me or that I could stay here with you. You will be with us, Mom. And you know that we are always with you. I cried and they both said, it's okay, mom. They held me, Kyle stroking my hair and face saying, it's okay, mom. I love you. I love you so much. I said, you guys are always together, right? I want to know that you're always together, taking care of each other. Yes, mom, we are always together. Me and Kyle are meant to be together all of the time. So you don't ever have to worry about us but we worry about you. I know, honey, but I'm getting stronger every day. We know, Mom. My guide, Michael, came over and said, it's time to go. I kissed Kyle, holding his face in my hands. He smiled at me. I love you, Mom. I love you too, baby. Sean scooted out, then hugged me tightly. We're going to stay here for a little while, Mom. As I walked away from the table, the boys were sitting there enjoying their fruit. Michael put his arm around me as I cried the boys called out don't cry mom it's okay i called back okay honey i know i'm okay i love you michael helped me onto a cloud and held my hand he said they will always be here for you those words are from maria pay a mom who endured unimaginable pain that no person should ever go through on june 21st 2011 Maria's ex-husband gave her young teen son's sleeping pills. He killed them, and then he shot himself. For anyone dealing with severe grief and not sure that you have the strength to make it through, Maria's words today will surely give you some strength and power. On this episode, Maria will share her journey, her evidence that her boys have survived physical death, words on forgiveness, soul growth, and ways to keep on going. Maria journaled her experience, these daily meditations she used, the signs she's received, as well as experiences with mediums in her book, Journey to the Upper Realm, How I Survived the Deaths of My Sons and Learned to Communicate with Them on the Other Side. You can read the book for free at seanandkyleimaginefund.com. Sean is spelled S-E-A-N, Sean and Kyle, imaginefund.com. I'd like to share now with you the conversation I just had with Maria yesterday.
4: My journey really begins in 2011 at the time I had divorced from my then husband and he was the father of my two children, Sean and Kyle, at the time that they were 15 and 13 years old. And we had a shared custody and basically the boys split their time between us. It was on June 21st, 2011, that My ex-husband, their father, took their lives, both of them, and then took his own. And I discovered this on the morning of June 22nd. And that was really when I guess I started my journey or the world kind of cracked open for me. Did you hear it on the radio or the news that something had happened in the town that they were staying I was actually getting ready for work at my home. They had obviously been staying with their father, who lived about five miles away. I was just getting ready to leave the house, and I just caught something on the news that caught my attention, which was just a picture of the neighborhood with some police tape up and the reporters saying that there has been a murder-suicide. So it just stopped me in my tracks, and I don't know... I guess somehow spirit knows there's something happening. So I started making phone calls, calling both of my sons, um, my ex-husband's phone, and of course, nobody answering. So I just got in my car and drove straight there and arrived. They had the police tape up. And I just said, please, please tell me it's not my sons, is what I said. And they asked me my name and my son's names. And they said, there's There's been some deaths, and that's when I just collapsed to the ground. It was a strange need to feel Earth at that moment. And that was really the things on, obviously, on the material world that occurred that propelled me into the journey that I went on, that I'm still on.
3: (laughs) We are on these journeys, and awful to say that sometimes our darkest moments help us to believe in a bigger picture. At the
4: time, did you believe in the afterlife? Were you spiritual at all? I can't say that I was. I was very much enmeshed in the material world, focusing on achievement, accomplishment, success. Same thing for my kids. All I was thinking about was working. At the time, I was working for the County of San Diego. I was a trained attorney, so everything was logical and rational for me. And so I don't want to say that I didn't believe in the afterlife, but I didn't have a focus there. That was not where my attention was. So it really didn't know where to go after this event occurred. I was just numb and shocked and then also just didn't know how to solve this problem that had occurred. So that's when I had to really just open myself up and start trusting the intuition and the spirit and the soul within to lead me in a direction where I could continue. There's nothing worse than grief. And I heard
3: you say it's like love inside out, just wringing the love cloth dry over and over and over again. The more we love, the more painful it is. So from the bottom of all of our hearts, we send our love to you. I know time has passed, but I also know how grief works and it's a mess. It can get triggered and all those things.
4: Sandra, I really look at it differently now. Grief to me is such a gift because it really is a reflection of the love that we have for our children and for others And so when I feel it coming on, which is not that often anymore, even though I guess I carry it around with me and sometimes it will bubble to the surface or leak or something will trigger it. But I look at it as a reminder to me of the love that I share with my sons that I shared with them. I continue to share with them and will continue until I can reunite with them again. I tell people when the grief comes, really try to embrace it, really let it come in, because that is just love in another form. Yeah,
3: it is. I said this at the very beginning, but Sean and Kyle, ImagineFund.com. You're so generous that people can click on the PDF and read your book. There's so much to you and your story and the boys, but I really encourage people to take uh, Maria up on that offer.
4: And That's the cool. boys who the ones that really prompted me, pushed me to write the book. And so it's out there for anybody that wants to read it, that it can help you. You don't have to pay for it on the website. You can just download it if you like, but it's certainly a gift that I am bringing. or like to give to others and help them on, along on their journey. Thank you for that. Where did you
3: begin on the spiritual journey? Did you find someone? Did you know about meditation?
4: Someone help you along on the journey to believing? Yes. And I I still have very strong memories of this. I remember probably two or three weeks after my sons had passed, we had had the memorial service. I'm just sitting at my desk at home in my house and just at a loss as to what now? What do I do now? And as I was sitting there, I just had this thought pop into my head and it was, call Marcy. And I remembered that one of my friends, Shannon, her sister was Marcy. And I actually never met Marcy before. I knew of her. And so I contacted Shannon. I said, I need to talk to your sister and come to find out that she, Marcy was a shaman. And so I ended up coordinating with her and spent about a week with her at her home. She was so generous and she didn't tell me later. She checked in with her guides to make sure that this was supposed to happen. And I spent a week with her, what I call spiritual boot camp. And she taught me how to meditate, how to journey, do a shamanic journey to meet my sons so I could actually talk to them and connect with them. Again, something like divine guidance leading me to work with Marcy. And it helped me to just develop this aspect of myself that the intuitive aspect that all of us have it. It's just a matter of opening yourself up and suspending disbelief, I guess, for a bit and just go with it. Even if you think and that it's might not be real. I certainly was very skeptical as well about these things. And it took me a lot to really get to the point of being able to go even beyond believing that there's something much more than what's on the physical side of our experience. So through the journeying, you've been able to connect with the boys. Yes. Marcy started me on something very simple. And she said, just go sit outside, wherever it is, sit outside, close your eyes, and just focus on listening.
3: It's time for our first break, but I promise we will pick up exactly where we left off with Maria Pay. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
4: Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800 333 kia for details. Always drive safely.
0: Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. With the app, you can hear classic
3: shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. So head on over to the Coast to Coast website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at
0: Coast to Coast AM.com. That's Coast to Coast AM.com. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast
2: Hey it's producer Tom and you're right where you need to be this is the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network
3: back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain here with Maria Pay, whose boys were tragically taken from her. I asked her about the advice she got from Marcy, a shaman, and if she's been able to journey and reconnect with her sons.
4: Yes, Marcy started me on something very simple. And she said, just go sit outside wherever it is, sit outside, close your eyes, and just focus on listening." Listening to whatever's out there. It could be a bird or a, a dog in the distance or traffic, whatever it is, just sit there and focus on that. And it was amazing because I think what that did is it, it gives your thinking brain something to do and then allows the rest of your being to receive. And that's when I first started even feeling my boys and sensing them and seeing colors. And it was just a very simple meditation that anybody can do, even just start off for five minutes. And at the very least, it will help you have a little bit of peace and serenity. Did you visualize that you would meet with them at a certain location or anything like that? Yes. Once I started learning how to do the shamanic journeys with Marcy, she first helped me visualize going to animal realm and then fairy realm, these different realms that exist where we can meet our spirit animal in the animal realm. And it was just progression on to developing this um, upper realm where a safe place that I could envision, imagine, if you will, a place where I could feel comfortable meeting with the boys. And it was sometimes more real than what we experience here in the physical world i even had marcy comment at one point she said i just need you to promise that you're going to come back because i don't want to go have have to go back and get you get you that's how real it was to meet with them
3: yeah people take for granted what's possible and i know even through some lucid dreaming and other experiences i've had you can't tell me they weren't real And there's been some real verifiable information that people have gotten that there's no way that they could know through those moments. So you went on that journey and now you're sharing about it. And I know you share in the book also. When we hear other people's stories, Maria, it's easier to say, okay, if that's possible for them, maybe I can do that too and start on that.
4: Absolutely. And again, I think we as individuals have our own journey our own experience and so just being open to anything that might work for you this is something that works well for me and i know there's other people that have shared their stories with me about how they communicated through astral travel or some other form of communication and so what worked for me might not necessarily work for everybody but it's certainly worth a try and just again just staying open to any Possible ways to communicate, whether it be in dreams, meditations, automatic writing. There's just so many different ways that spirits communicate with us. Could you tell us a little bit about
3: Sean and Kyle, and if they have communicated with you, what they're up to these days? Because I'm completely believe they can keep one foot in our world, keeping an eye on us. But there's work to be done. There's lives to be had in the unseen world.
4: I don't. And honestly, I don't communicate with them on a regular basis anymore. I just have a sense that they're progressing in their own journeys and their own work that they're doing. I know Sean is working within the realm of music. He always loved music. He was a a guitar player And I've heard little snippets from other psychics or mediums and little things about maybe what they're doing. I remember one person told me that, oh, he's a sound engineer right now for John Lennon. And there was no way she could have known that John Lennon was his idol, his favorite artist, and that he was so much into the Beatles. So I know that he's doing something in music. And then Kyle was my little sports nut, and he loved football. He loved science. I just get the sense that he's doing something in with regard to light. And I'm not really sure exactly what it is. It's probably too advanced for me to understand at this point. But yeah, I, I get the sense that they're definitely keeping busy. I get what you say about not constantly
3: in touch. My dad passed in 2010 and it was out of the Grief that I felt and the research that I did that I ended up coming forward with what I knew about the afterlife and grief, and my book came out. And so many people think, oh, you must be in touch with your dad all the time. No, I really do believe because I've gotten the validation from mediums and things that he's by my side and he's helping get the good word out that we go on. But I think our lives really are to be lived. And I know he's still alive. I do. And every so often the memory will come in. I'll be like, Hey, Hey dad, or I'll be in that quiet zone between sleep and awake and either see him or feel a memory. Hey
4: dad, but it's okay to live our lives. And I think our loved ones want us to. Yes, that's so true. And that's what I was going to say, Sandra, is that I, at one point, when my shamanic journeys started uh, becoming less frequent, I had asked the boys, why am I not seeing you as much or being with you as much? And they said, mom, you have life to live. You have your human experience still to go through and we're always going to be around. And I noticed that they do pop in at those moments when either you really need them or there's something that, just a little reminder that we're around. But for the most part, they want us to be living our lives. We have so much more that we've got on this plane to do, to learn. And so the fact that we don't have a daily discussion or even a weekly discussion, that doesn't mean that they're not around. It just means that they want us to focus on living our lives here and they'll connect with us when we need them or they need us. Absolutely, they will. The way I found you is actually
3: seeing pictures of your boys for a number of years. Two years ago, we produced a movie called Rinaldi, Instrumental Transcommunication to the Other Side, about the work of Sonia Rinaldi, who takes pictures and captures things like steam and different energy, uh, even audio and chopped up sounds and voices of loved ones come through. And now pictures and 3D pictures and in color pictures come out of some of her work. And I've seen Sean and Kyle so many times. And then on one of her e-magazines that she sends out, there was your name. And so I don't know if this was just me, my own soul or your boys saying, interview mom, Sandra. I don't know, but I just really felt certain that I wanted to connect with you and and hear your story. Could you tell me a little bit
4: about your interaction with Sonia and some of the pictures? Yes. Oh my God. Sonia is such an amazing person. So I first met Sonia, probably would have been like uh, 2000. 12, 13, something like that. It's been a while, and she was coming to uh, a conference that Craig Hogan was organizing with Roberta Grimes. And I didn't know anything about her work. I knew she did something with the instrumental transcommunication. And Craig had said Sonia is going to be presenting, and she thought maybe it would be helpful to coordinate with some of the other presenters on maybe what she can capture or whatever she can get with her work. And so he said, would you be willing to give her a couple photos of your sons? I said, yeah, sure. No problem. Here, here's the photos. So I, I sent them to her. And a short time later, she sent me back some images they look like my sons, but I, she says, what do you think of these images? And I, at the time, not knowing anything about what she did, I said, I'm not really sure what to think of them because, you know, I know you people use Photoshop all the time and there's that skeptic in me, you know, the cynic is like, well, where did she get these or how did she manage to manipulate these photographs? Well, I come to find out, she explained to me her process and I'm not sure if she's still doing this, that she could be, she likely is. But what she did is she would have the image of my son on her computer, just showing on the screen. And then she would have a a video recorder that would just be focused on that photograph on the computer. And she would film this. And so it would be hundreds and thousands of frames, still frames. You know how films are made. And she and her team would go through every single frame to see if there was a change in the image. And lo and behold, she came up with these two images, which shows clearly when she presented them that my sons had progressed in life. They looked a little bit more mature. They were older. The images were different from the photograph. When I saw that, I realized that spirits, including my sons, can manipulate energy or this type of electronics or whatever. And and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this where the lights will turn on or the music will play a certain song because it's easier for them to manipulate that type of energy as opposed to hard matter. So that was my initial work with Sonia. And I think for her, it was a breakthrough as well because she always talked about your sons. They showed me kind of like the Akashic record, like the progression of the souls. And they're older now. They're growing on the other side, just as they would have here. That was my initial work with Sonia. And I did a few other things here and there, but I'm so pleased to see how much she is doing for so many people. And she's just an incredible human being, incredible soul. I love her dearly. I do, I do. If anyone wants
3: to see some of her work, you can actually see the film on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called yeah. Rinaldi or on the com website. The store page on the front page too is a link okay. where you can watch it. For me personally, Maria, I had seen your son's images and some other images. And I start talking to my dad. I said, dad, if there's a way you can get down to Brazil and do find out whatever she's doing and get your face on there. Sony didn't have any pictures of my father, nor did I send her any or nor could you find any ah yes it is time for the break but we'll be back and you'll hear more about sonia rinaldi also some words from maria on forgiveness and then how to live life powerfully we'll be right back you're listening to shades of the afterlife on the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network
1: Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up.
0: Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family but that is simply not true every day on crime stories with Nancy Grace we shine a light on unsolved homicides heat up cold cases and help find missing people especially children we speak with family members investigators CSI reporters and experts in every field every day is a mission every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper.
4: It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us.
1: Experience this investigation in a truly unique way knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer.
2: Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up.
1: Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut. And I didn't say anything all these years. I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Thanks for listening. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
3: Back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, here with Mom Maria Pay. Her boys now growing up in the afterlife. I've seen many pictures of her sons through the work of Sonia Rinaldi. Clearly, they're growing older. I was telling Maria about my dad coming through Sonia's trans images. Sonia didn't have any pictures of my father, nor did I send her any, or nor could you find any? And then suddenly there started to be some images that came through. And at that time she had an Easter egg mold, a clear Easter egg mold. And she w- was using different um, projectors and putting static in the center and then just filming it. And lo and behold, out of the static a face forms, It's my dad's face. And then it, it disappears. And she sent me that video because she'd, regularly send me some unknown people and I'm like, that's my dad. We have a similar to picture of him like that back in his air force days. He died when he was in the seventies when he was in about 26 is what it looks like. The picture that she has that came through, he's looking off to the side with a a smile, a little different smile and um, picture we have, he's looking straight on. And that's one of those from believing to knowing moments And then a couple of years ago, my former boyfriend died, tragically. And I did ask, I said, is there any chance?" Because my heart was heavy and I knew her. (laughs) And I thought, if I'm not imposing too much, because she doesn't work with the public. Thousands of people come to her for these pictures and and she works with a a team. And if there's opportunities that she can work with the public, she'll definitely share that. Uh, But she did. And so she had the picture of this guy, Mike. And The one picture turned into a different kind of project where she put vapor over the picture and the vapor over to the right of the picture started forming images and it started forming 3D images. And not only was his face there, but from a smile, he closed his mouth, his head moved. She even has people now, she's got a nice young lady who's come through, who blinks her eyes in the videos. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's... Come yeah. a long way,
4: and there's more to come. So I keep giving myself goosebumps here. Oh, that's great! You know, I remember one time asking Sonia, "How do you get my sons to come to you?" And she says, "No, they choose to come. Yeah, they choose to come. Yeah, they're working
3: on the behalf of humanity, is what I think, with some other young people.
4: Yeah,
3: tell us about the Sean and Kyle Imagine Fund."
4: Yeah, that's just a, a very a modest fund for promoting what their ideals were and are. And Sean was all about peace and love. And if you could think of that 60s hippie, old soul, John Lennon type, that's the human being that he was. And sometimes I just try to find something that I can contribute to that would be in line with his ideals. And then Kyle is all about honesty, integrity, and doing your best. And so one of the latest organizations that we've funded is to promote peace. And there's a little piece about it on the website. But yeah, it's just something for me. Some of my friends and colleagues have donated. And so I just go with what feels right in that regard. Sean always reminded me. Even when I started writing the book and trying to do something to promote their ideals, he, I would ask him, "How oh, I, I can't change the world. How am I supposed to do anything meaningful? And he said, Mom, one person at a time. That's it. That's all you need to do. And that's all we can do, really. Whether it's helping with sharing my story or helping a cause, it's just one person at a time. And I try not to feel too overwhelmed about trying to make huge changes in the world, because I think the world is by design a conflicted place. And that's what creates growth for us as spirits, as souls. Could you talk a little bit about
3: forgiveness? I know people are listening to your story and some people, especially who have children who have passed, feel a real sense of guilt. So there might be forgiveness needed to another person or to ourselves. How do we live on? Because that
4: guilt can kill us. It really, it's tough. It is tough. Once I had a reading from a great medium in Orange County, Timberon, and I remember he brought through, and this was pretty early on after, I'd say one year after my sons had died. And then my sons came through and they said, Mom, I really want you to focus on forgiving our father, our dad. Talk about a big ask, right? Talk about how do you forgive that? And it's a process. It's not something where you can all of a sudden say, okay, yeah, I forgive you for what you've done. It's more delving into yourself and really understanding your higher self and trying to open up as much as possible so that you eventually get to the understanding that we don't die. No one dies. And so, what are these things that happen in our life? Why do people die? Why? They're life lessons. Whatever is in your life is obviously going to be different from my life, but my son's death is something that I've come to accept that this part of my journey and the manner of their transition is certainly one of the harder ones, I think, that somebody would have to experience. I know that other people that have experienced this type of traumatic tragic gut-wrenching type of loss of a loved one but that's all part of I believe part of the whole the plan the blueprint and if forgiveness is part of your journey that is something that you'll work on it and there's no time frame we know that you do that little bit that you can For yourself, because we all know forgiveness is about taking care of ourselves. Um, So in the grief part, you know, the feeling, oh, I should have been there or I should have known or I should have done something to me, everything that happens in our world, in the physical plane, it happens um, exactly the way it's supposed to happen. And the reason that I believe that the greatest evidence to me is that it has happened. It took me a long time. Believe me, I didn't get to that point quickly. It's been a process. And I still have that that process that I'm going through. But all I can say is just keep going. Your loved ones want you to keep going. You would want them to keep going if the roles were reversed. So every day that we're here, getting up in the morning, doing what we need to do, living life, even hopefully thriving for whatever time you've got left that is all a a testament again to to the love and that that we have with our family and our children people that have passed on i think it's something that's incredibly beautiful It, it truly is a gift and it's we're not here forever we know that ultimately we're gonna one step closer right to being with those loved ones but in the meantime live it up, enjoy life. That's what they want for us to experience as much as we possibly can. And and knowing that they continue to experience with us as well. They're around.
3: I agree. People have asked the whole guilt question. Our younger selves did the best we could at every given moment. And we just have to trust that. The more we think a thought, the more we can create a new neural pathway and have a habit of thinking that thought and it doesn't serve us. And it really is tough, though, when we're grieving. I want to just encourage people if you're interested, you want a free copy of my book. Chapter 10 is on how to survive grief. And you can have a free copy just at we don't die.com. If you put in your name and your email address, it says you get the first few chapters of my book free. And the secret is, it's the entire book. But Chapter 10 is how to survive grief. And with that, there's changes in our. Mind, our memory, our biology. And I go into some explanation of why grief does what it does. And for each person, and I know Maria knows this, it's a different journey. And we can't block it because what we resist persists, but we can't make it wrong. But there are some tools, like when we start thinking of repetitive thought, whether it's grief or something, that we can short circuit it and maybe put in a positive. Thought or memory, something like that. But there's tools there to help you. There certainly are. And I'm like Maria, you can certainly buy a book on Amazon, but take it for free because there's so much information really that can make a difference. Maria, I know there's people that don't feel that they can go on when they have such strong grief. And you've made it through what I think most people would find unimaginable.
4: What can you say to them? I'm going to go back, Sandra, to a couple of weeks after my sons had passed. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I wanted to die. I wanted to be gone. And I remember begging one of my friends, please just give me some prescription or something because I don't want to live here without my sons. So that is a very real emotion. And there's nothing wrong with it. But for me, I really had an important realization when I was driving back home a few weeks after my sons had passed, I went to go see my therapist counselor. I realized that she would not be able to help me because she was trained in psychoanalysis or whatever. And so she basically sat and watched me cry for an hour because there wasn't anything she could do. I was in grief, extreme grief. And I said, okay, I'm going to drive home now. And she was shocked to hear that I had driven myself to this counseling session. And as I was driving home, that I realized that I guess people believe that you can't really function after something like this. But I thought to myself, yeah, I drove myself. I can crash my car into a wall or I can drive off the corner on a bridge or there were all these ways that I could take myself out of this physical reality. And that's when I had the realization that my spirit was a heck of a lot stronger than my human being the human part of me Um, my spirit was telling me in no uncertain terms no way we'll be
3: back in just a moment with more powerful words from maria pay and i'll tell you a little miracle that happened to me this week i take it as a sign it's pretty cool we'll be right back you're listening to shades of the afterlife on the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network
1: Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up.
0: Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. every day is a mission every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe listen to crime stories with nancy grace on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast
1: i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded the apollo jim murders i'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter billy Halper.
4: she's doing shame you know that they took him from us
1: experienced this investigation in a truly unique way knocking on doors uncovering new evidence including the dna of a potential killer
2: uh, my name is danny smith i'm a detective uh, with miramar police department this is scott weinberger we're actually reopening an old case
1: and your name came up untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold Blooded The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before, organization. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to -to Coast2Coastam.com for details.
0: Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: Take us with you anywhere. This is the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
3: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're here with mom, Maria Pay, author of the book, Journey to the Upper Realm, how I survived the deaths of my sons and learned to communicate with them on the other side. She was just telling us how she hit rock bottom in grief, had gone to a counselor, which was no help, and thought to herself, I could easily drive off a cliff and put an end to this. But of course
4: she didn't. That's when I had the realization that my spirit was a heck of a lot stronger than my human being, the human part of me. Uh, My spirit was telling me in no uncertain terms no way, no way, you're not going to do that. And there was no way that uh, that was going to be what happened to me. So when I think about grief and that realization, Again, it's, what do you do to help yourself? I Yeah, I don't know. Gosh, everybody's so different, okay? And I honor and respect that. And so when I've just told people, try to embrace the grief, they say, well, what are you talking about? I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. For me, it was... Just coming to the realization that that the grief, the whole spectrum of our emotions is meant to be felt in our lifetime. That's why there's all these things that occur in our life. Happiness, joy, elation, but also grief and sadness and loss. And that's part of the human experience. And knowing that the grief is my love for my sons just helped me get through. And I also... Remembered that whenever I was feeling, that really is the time that they're closest to me, is during that grief. Again, I don't know if that helps other people. It certainly helped me. And I think reaching out to family and friends, but also not being afraid of it. Like you said, you know, what we resist persists. And to allow yourself to grieve, to really let those emotions in. It's amazingly cleansing to do that. And it actually can give you strength. You have to let the emotions process through you. Otherwise they do get stuck. That's one of the things that I learned from Marcy is that emotions get stuck in your body and they can manifest in different physical ways. And so just to allow them to go through, just like we allow love and happiness, all those good things to process through and really feel them, you can do the same thing with grief and sadness. It's not a bad thing. And it, it certainly can be painful. It certainly can hurt. But again, it's, it's not a bad thing. I agree. And also you were on the journey
3: of looking for your boys through meditation, the journeying, Sonia Rinaldi and mediums and all that and to get those words and those pictures and those images even in your own mind nobody can take that away from you nobody can say oh maria that was just your imagination that's how they
4: communicate to us yeah absolutely i used whatever resources were out there, I read many, many books by Roberta, by Craig Hogan, by other mediums, other people I've tried to absorb as much as I could. And I also had some pretty amazing readings with some of the mediums that are out there too. All those things can help, and they certainly did for me. So go
3: on your individual journey and ask for help. You can And research spirituality. What can people find inside your book? Because you
4: know, I'm going to share, 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 Maria. I always tell people if you're going to read my book and it's not a short book, please read it all the way through because it is my journey. And there's so much heartache and grief and pain. And it's important to come out on the other side where I came out, which is a realization that. Everything that I learned in my journey and to be able to come out whole again. I always think of my heart as being shattered in a million pieces, but it's still together and it's still beating. And that in itself is a gift. Actually, what it is, it's transcription of my journals that I made when I was in my process. So after my son's passed, there were a couple of things that I started doing that I never used to do, which was meditate and keep a journal. And so this is my journal from basically every day of my experience for that first year after they passed and people ask me how did you do it how do you get through it's all in there everything and just being able to again stay open and be amazed at what your loved ones can send to you what what they can share with you how they communicate So, you'll find a very personal journey in there, different meditations, uh, different visits I had with them. Uh, Because after after I had my shamanic journeys to meet with them, I would then write everything that I could remember that it had occurred. It's a very personal experience. And I just hope it can help other people see that you can do this and your loved ones are there helping you to do this. Thank you for sharing that. And
3: I know a number of years have gone by and while the stories may not be fresh on your mind, they were fresh on your mind when you wrote them. And that's what's within the book, Journey to the Upper Realm. And so I encourage people to check it out. You can go to com, and Sean is spelled S-E-A-N. It does help Maria to know that someone's gone through this journey and they've come out on the other side. It's tough to talk about grief in somebody's passing to someone who hasn't been through it. So even reading your words, it's so clear you're there, with the pain. And like you said, read it to the end, um, come out the other side and life you continue to learn and you continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Maria, anything
4: else you'd like to share while we're here together? I just want to say that I am absolutely open to anybody that would like to email or talk to me. I just feel blessed, believe it or not, that this journey that I've had has been amazing. There's so much joy in my life now. People sometimes find that hard to believe, but I know that my sons are in a place or a plane that where they still thrive and grow. And so Honestly, sometimes I'm glad that I don't have to worry about them here on Earth Plane. But I think that it's the experience that we're having here is it's truly a it's amazing and it's a such a blessing. So I just encourage people to stay open to the possibilities that are out there and the resources that are out there for you. Thank you, Maria. And as a reminder, you can go to Sean
3: and Kyle, imagine You can see videos of the boys and pictures. You can read a copy of her book, Journey to the Upper Realm, and so much more. If you're interested more in Sonia Rinaldi and her pictures, two things. One, if you go to my website, we and you click on the store page, scroll down a little bit. I did two events online with Sonia. One is dated December 18th, and the other one is dated August 13th. The December 18th one has pictures of Sean and Kyle and how they came through in Sonia's trance images. The other, August 13th, was some of her new experiments that she has done. Sonia travels from Brazil a couple of times a year and attends live events and does a demonstration. I know in April of 2024 she'll be alongside Scott Milligan, who you know from this show, and also medium Dominic Bogue, and her future travels, I always post again at that store page, wedon'tdie.com. Many people come to me, especially parents to see if Sonia can work with them to bring through their special person. Unfortunately, she does not work like a medium and doesn't work one-on-one with people. Dear Sonia has never asked for a penny for her work. So what some of us did is we created a Patreon account for Sonia. So people who want to give as little as $5 a month can get a copy of every journal she's put together with all of her research. And when there is an experiment she wishes to do, she'll choose from her Patreon community. You can easily go to patreon.com, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So instead of patron, it's patreon.com. Click on find a creator. That's the search. And then just type in Sonia Rinaldi. And of course, don't forget, we made that documentary film about her. You can find it on Amazon Prime. Just type in Rinaldi, Instrumental Trans Communication, to the other side. Or again, just go to the wedontdie.com page, click on the store, and you'll find it there. Now, what was that good news I hinted about in the last segment? Well, last episode, if you'll remember, you heard from mom Diane Calderon, whose son Matthew is now in the afterlife. Diane didn't have too many bluebirds where she lived. And after Matt's passing, she's gotten a lot of bluebirds. Anyone who knows me knows that I feed the birds, turned into a bit of a crazy old bird lady, but in the four years I've lived here, I haven't had a single bluebird come to my feeders. The day after I aired Diane's episode for you, guess what happened? Around a dozen bluebirds showed up at my bird feeders. It was weird, wild, and wonderful. Could it be just a random flock of bluebirds just happened to come by on this special day after four years of not visiting? Certainly that could be. But for me, I took it as a sign from her son, Matthew, that said, Sandra, thanks for interviewing my mom. In fact, just when I started to air this episode, I looked out my window and on the branch closest to my bedroom window, there was a bluebird just looking at me. There certainly is more to life than meets the eye, isn't there? And there's more to us than we know. Remember, your loved ones are around. Keep talking to them, include them in your life. Check out Maria's book, follow along with some of the meditations. You never know what could happen. I'm Sandra Champlain. Thank you so much for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and
1: Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com.
0: Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe listen to crime stories with nancy grace on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast
1: i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded i'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter billy halper experience this investigation in a truly unique way untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case but almost a dozen Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the
0: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.